Do, do you have the right one though? <laughs> hey, we're here. We're here. Uh, we're here. We're here, guys. That's uh, it's been a long morning, folks. It's been a long one, and it's been a good one. And it doesn't matter because no matter how hard the attacks come, we know in whom we trust and whom we can find and. It is the Lord, the Lord Jesus. So good morning. Welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You got your boy Massey. You got your boy Mikey without his headphones Yo, on. Sorry. Kind of. Sorry. Oh, hey, oh, so sorry. Uh, it has been a morning of technical difficulties. Please forgive us for that. Uh, there's a lot going on right now, and that's fine. We're going to be okay. But if you guys can hear us well, uh, comment where you're from below, please. Because the more comments, the more views. The more shares, the more views. So do that. Now, like, share, subscribe, hit the bell if you're on Tube, the YouTube. If you're on Rumble, you're listening to this way after the fact. <laughs> Apple Podcasts, way after the fact. Um, is there anything else? Like LinkedIn, if you're on LinkedIn, welcome. Comment where you're from. Thank you for tuning into the show. And uh, it's, been a, it's been a fantastic ride. Josh is in Alaska. We love Alaska. There's nobody better for Alaska than me. I love Alaska. Alaskans love Alaska's me. Alaska's the greatest. Alaska's the greatest the best ever. state ever. I love it. Love all my friends in Alaska, even though they're Quite Russian. Quite frankly, Alaska voted me the best voter fraud. Ask anybody. Walk down the main street of Alaska. They'll tell you I'm the greatest ever. That's right. Go Alaska. Oh, Ooh, Texas. And then there's Texas. Texas. Come on oh, now. Ed. Okay, so, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm shooting on the hip here. I'm... <laughs> Given the cover <laughs> with my Tejas cup, right? Look at these. These just came out. <gasps> See these hats? They're the they're the trucker ones now. They're look at that. Look at that koala A. It's koala A. Hold it up to the camera there. Right. Look at that. Well, it's gonna be a little blurry, but no, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So still gorgeous. It 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 defies all logic and reason that you don't have one in your arsenal. You need one. No they just came on. <sighs> this is actually not. It, yes. Click on the it, and funny thing is they're not even up on the site yet. Oh, no. But here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. You can be a torchbearer and we'll send you one. You sign up for 25 bucks a month. I will send you one of these. I'll even I might even put my autograph. No, I won't. Uh, we'll get you some other swag, but get yourself one of these and they will be on the website very, very, very soon. Uh, please pray for Carrie. My wife, uh, she just got out of surgery about nine days ago. Uh, they they reversed the colostomy bag, so uh, she's healing up and those kind of things. Please pray that she uh, gets through all that. Because, um, you know, surgery is painful, but we have a great God, and he's got her through it. So we're in the good spot. Now, we're talking about today the Great Awakenings, revivals, the Great Awakenings. What, 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 what does that all mean? the great awakening why why are we talking about that people were really tired and then they finally woke up yeah, just a little yeah, bit dude, so dude. i think that was the first it's, woke it's movement time for <laughs> it's time for you to get woke yeah you all no. love that message get, right uh, get uh, woke. Hold, hold on everybody yeah i want you to be woke you need to awoken. be awoken awokable i'm awake Yay! Yeah. All right. Anyways, I don't know if you guys are still listening, but if you are, we love it. Hey, someone scan the QR code. Thank you. Amen. Love it. All right. Uh oh, I want to read this. Um, Joshua says, please pray for me oh, as well. Yeah. Come on, I'm now. going into surgery later today myself, praying for complete healing in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we just speak healing over Come Joshua. On now. Lord, we speak wisdom over the surgeons, over the doctors. Father, we we speak a smooth path yep. for Joshua, and we're thankful, Lord, for your protection and covering over him. Amen. 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 God is good. Guys, listen, we serve a great God. God is amazing. I'll put this hat right here for everybody. Also buy the hat. Also. Yeah. I mean, yeah. No, that's, I'm not doing so, it for that. So here's what we're going to do. If you are not a torchbearer yet, we're just going to encourage you to think about becoming a torchbearer because we got cool hats. And don't you want a cool hat? Everybody <laughs> wants a cool hat. 
<laughs> okay, so what just happened oh. off camera? The reason we all started laughing is because Elijah's trying to fix something very on my carefully camera. on Massey's. He's trying to be all the details and degrees, and then all of a sudden he just kicks the thing <laughs> and it almost falls over. <laughs> so, so my angle is all screwed up. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> see, there you go. There you go. Now there that we go. Looks like the Massey we all know and love. This, right there. This, that you know, that's a face. More than my mother could love. I think my wife loves it too. <laughs> I love that you just said you think. <laughs> Anywho, anyways, um, think about becoming a torchbearer. Yeah, and man, we have torchbearers that are doing hundreds of dollars a month. We have torchbearers that are doing ten bucks a month. Whatever you feel well, to give. First you know? off, chief torchbearer is on right now. Oh, our chief torchbearer. Chief torchbearer. He knows who he is. He yeah. We're call out you could take the mantle from him. Do you hear me? You could take the mantle from the chief torchbearer, but we're going to consider him anonymous for now <laughs> because he's our friend. Let's just say his name rhymes with Onathan. That's it. <laughs> so think about taking him <laughs> off the pedestal. If you want to take down chief torchbearer, you want to become one, you want to become the chief torchbearer? Well, you got to become a torchbearer first in order to do yeah, it. Yeah, he's been a faithful supporter for since he first heard us, and, and it, it's been awesome. And he's just given us so many good ideas uh, and, and just been a faithful friend and uh, all that stuff. So actually, he's related to one of our producers. Yeah. So that's all I'll say. I can't give no more. He could even be the dad. I mean, that's all I'll say. Well, I won't give any more information. <laughs> Okay. This is why we don't tell Mass. Yeah, we don't. Yeah. <laughs> we just try to keep things from him. It's on He's a need innocent. to know basis. He doesn't know better. I, that's yeah. all I'm going to say. I'm going to say nothing else. I did you catch that on camera? Yeah, yeah. I heard it. I heard it. I, I love it. Mass is all quiet. He's like, yeah. Well, the rest of like, we have dude. an air conditioner. There we go. This, this whole show is going nowhere. <laughs> There's been no nowhere made. We. We've got nothing left, folks. We're out. I've got nothing left. We're hopeless. We're hopeless. Except for four pages about the Great Awakening yeah, yeah, and Revival. We, we, we literally do have some good stuff. Here, we, Did you see Josh? Josh's comments. What, He's got this like thinking face. What, the, what are we what doing here? Going yeah, what, are, here? what is this gong show? I'm with happening? you. John, or I'm sorry, Joshua, I'm with you. I don't know what we're doing at the time. Sometimes <laughs> we wake up and we're like, well, no, we, we, we know what we're going to talk about. But then we get here and we're like, let's, let's just blow the else. whole thing up. And let's just... it, it totally happened with when we talked about Asbury. I love when you were like, hey, let's do like 10 minutes on the Asbury thing. And I looked at you in the car. <laughs> and I was like, you know we're going to go the full we hour. The whole hour, too. It's like, well, you know. I like that. Cut. Take it from the top. We're yep. taking it from. All right. Yep. We are getting serious as of this moment. Yes. Right now. Black out the screen for a second. Okay, Let's bring okay. it back. Okay. 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 All right. Bring her in. Uh, uh, okay. Thank you. And welcome to Self-Evident Podcast. You've got Massey and Michael welcome of Self-Evident. We are your constitutional scholars, scholars, if you will. But I say savants. I mean, not to toot our own horns, but to toot, to toot. And uh, <laughs> here we are uh, giving you the facts, the news. We're going to talk about the great awakenings that happened in the past and how they correlate to today and how our nation was founded through those great revivals. You guys should know by now that we talk about the founding fathers, a bunch of dead guys who had some really good quotes. Dead and white guys, we, rich white guys, rich white yeah. guys, aristocrats who really hated a lot of people, especially blacks. Yes. I mean, mm. and the Indians, they hated the Indians yeah. too. That's yeah, what they, I'm they really cleared you them out. No. And so to be serious here, we're going to blow all that crap out of the water <laughs> and see what God did. Because God changed the nation, dude. There, there, was, there was such a trajectory happening back in that day. And I just want to quote something that I read um, from Whitfield's revivals. Right. He actually said this from one of his sermons. He actually wrote this. He said, I'm verily persuaded that I've heard that there's a preaching of an unknown, unfelt Christ. He said, and the reason why many of the congregations today are so dead is because dead men preach to them. That was in the 1730s and 40s. He said that. Now, I want you to hear that again. The reason why many congregations are so dead is because dead men preach to them. Can someone give me a hallelujah? I think they knew what they were talking about. They knew that the conscience of America was not in just the man himself. It was actually in the churches. 
It was actually in the heart of God. So the conscience of America is you and I, right? Conglomerated into church, yes. We need the ecclesia. We need the body, right? And so we're talking about what happened with the Great Awakenings and the yeah. revivals that happened back in that day and the historical opinions of it. But how is it affecting us now? So like, and what we can do about it. Like, I love what's happening at, or what happened at Asbury. I loved all this stuff. But if we're really honest with ourselves, we should not only be happy for it, we should be thanking God that it's actually happening amongst these people. Now, what, I, what I'm, what I'm going to strongly caution about in, in this whole thing, I'm glad the revival hit. Now we need to disciple. Now we need to do a right. great job of recycling, uh, recycling, discipling <laughs> these 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 young people that are going to colleges. There's a reason the spirit of God fell, right? Because he wanted he wanted to do it his way. God is so faithful. It, no, there was no formula because everybody became an expert on this stuff. Oh, yeah. there was no formula. Run with that. There was no there was no like sermon. If you heard the sermon, he even thought the sermon was bunk. There was no formula. God decides to descend on people when he wants to descend. But I will say this, too. The reason why Great Awakenings happen is because of the deadness of the state, the deadness of the nation. So God has to go infuse himself somewhere because he's trying to wake us up. The reason they call it a Great Awakening is because we need to be awakened, right? Now, there are many churches out there that are doing a great job. There are many churches out there that are believing for the Spirit of God to move. There are many churches out there, many ministries online, who actually believe the Spirit of God is moving. And yes, we believe you. We're with you. These signs shall follow those that believe. So we are all about that stuff. But we also see a, a side of the church that's dead. It's lethargic. It's all about good work. It's about making you happy. And folks, I'm going to shoot straight with you. That whole movement was not about making those kids happy. It was trying to make them holy. The spirit of God was in there to make a holiness movement. And we're so excited of what's happening. And we need to continue to, con we need to continue to continue to pray that God would continuously change the souls of the people in those rooms. Because the effect of it's going to be amazing. Uh, Destiny actually just posted. We had 300 students at youth last night. It's happening everywhere. Amen. Right. And and more power to her church that they're bringing in the youth and the youth are excited Amen. because it's this next generation that's really going to move things forward. One of the reasons that we wanted to cover this, and I think sometimes we all hear the word revival and we think one event every couple hundred years. And a bunch of people get saved and people roll on the ground and then done. And I think it's important for us to understand historical context of revivals, of the great awakenings, the effects these things have on society and culture, how they spread. And just to bring more clarification to you so you understand the Asbury stuff, what's going on in the context of history. Right. It's so valuable to know these things. And so we're going to get started. Now, everyone's talking about revival, so why should we? <laughs> hey, did y'all share this yet before he continues? Share it. Take a minute. What are you doing? What are you waiting for? It's the greatest podcast ever. Right. It's best. Get awakened. Get woken. No, Get woke. No, no, no. No? No. No. Oh, no. Sorry, guys. Get wakeable? Get woke. Woke. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Revivals are a part of American history, especially the Great Awakenings, okay? We need to understand the influence events like this have on our national identity. We have to understand the good, the bad, the true, the false, right? Yes. Yep. Because America is a land that has had a lot of movement, a lot of awakenings, a lot of revival. So, yes, we are going to do this. We're going to try and make it interesting and fun, I think we have, for the first 15 minutes. And so, everybody... Get ready. We all ready to go? Buckle down. Let's go. Let's hope, do it. I hope. Let's go. All right. Point two. Historisticalities. The basis. Historisticality. Historisticalities. Spell that. Look know. it up. Find the definition. Before we get into the Great Awakenings, let's just cover some revivals in general. So there seems to be a couple of ingredients, common ingredients across the board. Now, what we're not saying is, so here's the formula. Here's how you build a revival. But there do seem to be some commonalities on why or, or on what helps foster an environment for revival. revival. Deep and genuine prayer is common. And this often leads to a net supernatural response from God. Much like Acts 2, there tends to be a large recognition of the spiritual truth and a transforming of many hearts at once. Now, 
part of this whole thing is repentance, right? Confession, deep encounter with the Lord on a personal level. And what you tend to see is when you get these revivals, it's an individual encounter with the Lord. And one of the things that I think sets back the happening of a revival is when a a body, the church, the body gets into more of tradition, formality, yeah, yeah. impersonal, <clears throat> corporate. Yeah. You know? So, so you know, you, you you guys remember some of you who are like our age, forties, maybe fifties, um, you know that we used to say we're you know we used to put god in a box in religion you know the assemblies of god type church was dying off we needed something different so and then you heard the saying right after that in the 2000s skinny jeans smoke machines and something else right so we kind of made god into a box and then today i'm seeing you know we hear a lot of the same and please comment below if you've ever heard these types of quotes where it's like there's a shift going on in places there's a shift. There's just a shift. The whole room shifted. And there's always a shift going on. So we've had these cliche terms. We've had a lot of that stuff. Today, I'm seeing a lot of different cliche terms happening now. Like, God is doing something critical in this hour. The bride and the group. Like, we're doing all these words and these highfalutin things. And I'm just saying, like, <clears throat> I'm glad those words are being used. I'm not trying to cap on that. What I'm saying is, when we have this thing where we're like, it works for one of us, we try to build off that thing and say it's going to work for all of us. And I don't know if God's in that business. And I'll tell you why. Because the, the Bible talks about that we're all different members of the same body. It was talking about the giftings, right? But we're not all the eye. We're not all the hand. We're not all the foot. So I don't think church is going to look the same. No, we serve the same God, respected with the same holiness and those kinds of things. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying the type of things that happened in revivals were so different. Whitfield's revivals were different than those of the Wesley brothers. You know, uh, uh, when, when, when uh, John Edwards preached, that was a different type of revival. He was no pastor. He just went in and preached. And then, bam, that happened. Charles Finney, president of Oberlin College. If you listen to his sermons or go read his sermons, you can go find Charles Finney's library. And, dude, when the, when the Great Awakening, the Second Great Awakening happened for him, it wasn't anything that he did that was special. He just preached repentance a lot. He really did. And so, like, I think we try to do this uh, where we try to see the mold of that. And we like, we got to do that here. And if why aren't churches opening their doors? And why aren't we calling for this? And why aren't we doing that? It's like, you, dude, why don't you just shut up and go ask God what he needs to do in your church? For your college, for your city, for your people. Instead of trying to make this thing like where we need to create it to happen, let God do it. Let's just be submitted vessels broken open. The Bible actually says a broken and a contrite heart he won't despise. So let's not let's not try to figure out the method. Let's just be broken and contrite before God so that he can move through us. Right. Because the broken pots spill more water. And what I'm trying to say is, is like there's been so much talk about how revivals and things like that happen. Now, what we're going to talk about today is the effect of revivals, right? But one thing that we want to get across in all the talks of this, it's not a method. There's no like method to get God to move. God moves because he's God. He's faithful to do it. He said he would pour out his spirit on all, on all flesh, right? He said that if we call upon him, he will show us great and mighty things we don't even know. He said that greater work shall you do than I did. So if he wants to move, he can move. And he, he wants us to be the vessels to do it through. My, my wife said something really cool about, and I'm attributing it to my wife. because She was the one who came up with it. She was thinking about the, the feeding of the 5,000, right? And the 3,000. And the boy gives Christ the two fish. Mm -hmm. She goes, the little boy gave up his lunch. How many of us are willing to give up our lunch for the Lord? Ooh. How many of us are willing to say, Lord, but this is all I got. This is all I, I mean, some little boy, because you think the little boy's carrying fish. What are the size of that fish? It wasn't that Ooh. big, right? Because it was a little boy. But still, like the woman with the two mites, he gave the fish, God multiplied, right? And what was the blessing for that little boy? Did Christ need his fish? No. But Christ wanted to show that little boy, I'm the one you're going to believe in. I'm the guy, right? So God can multiply. Are we willing to just let God, here's my fish. Here's my methods. Here's my plan. Here's my cheesy sayings. Sorry. Here's my music. Here's, all, here's my ministry. I don't want any of this, Lord, except you. And let's see what God's going to do with it. Because I think that's what he's going for. 
He's really getting rid of our, the more we say we don't want to box in God, we box in God. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We don't want to box God in. But it's like, if we don't do it this way, revival never happens. We don't do it this way, revival never happens. If you have this, no revival. Right. You know, it's like, like a boxed in mentality. Dude, God could revive. God could throw revival in a hospital. He could throw, it doesn't have to be a church. Dude, there's nations in, there's nations that have revival happening in homes, in forests, in cave, trees. China, I mean, when they were hiding in caves, they were having revivals. Here's see what I'm saying? Like, here's, here's something that'll bake your noodle. Uh, people people tend to think you have to have the right heart position as a as a collective to have a revival. Uh, but isn't the revival the transforming of the heart position? That's it. So if he's <laughs> truly transforming your heart, if that's what he's going for, will we constantly have nitpicking ways to try to figure out how God's going to move? Or do we just want to see God move and right. want everyone to experience it? And recognize that it's, all of us as sinners coming to the Lord and the Lord does the transformation. Right. Cause I think what, and kind of what I'm nailing in here is so Edwards in the, in the first great awakening, a lot of people point to Jonathan Edwards sinners in the hang, hands of an angry God as kind of that spark fire moment of the great awakening. And as he's preaching it, People are so convicted by his words that they're wailing, they're crying, they're, they're crying out. He's trying to control the crowd to get through his sermon because he doesn't <laughs> recognize what's going on here. And what hit me is they didn't walk into those pews ready to start wailing and crying. You see what I mean? It was the Lord through the Holy Spirit who touched them and transformed their heart using the words of Jonathan Edwards. I think sometimes we think everybody's got to clean themselves before the revival happens. Gosh, dude, great point. Great point. I think, you know, and I don't think I know. I, I What I know is I don't have a formula. None of us do. I don't think there's a method to incur God's movement right. except this, faith. Not hope, faith. Right. I don't hope for revival. I have faith it will happen. Now, can I ask a question? So I get this a lot. You know, Mass, I love it when you preach hard sermons, when you give a hard word. I, I get that, you know, like a lot at church. You know, man, when you get hard, bro, I love that. Do you know why a hard word of correction was given? Because you wouldn't listen. I don't want to give hard words of correction. I don't like that. And the reason why awakenings happen is because of the deadness of the state. Yeah. I'll say it again. That's so good. Do, do, do we... Let, let me say it this way. Tr tr uh, Smith Wigglesworth. I'm sorry. I got to tell the story because Smith Wigglesworth was on a mission. I, I think he was in Israel or something. He was on some trip and a Catholic priest was leading them to every spot. So I think it was in Israel. I think he went overseas. And uh, the Catholic priest noticed Smith Wigglesworth. And he said there was something about this man. This Catholic priest was drawn to Smith. And he said, sir, you would make a great Catholic. He kept saying to Smith Wigglesworth. If you don't know Smith Wigglesworth, he was called the Apostle of Faith. I mean, this guy walked and operated. Did, didn't he 17 his, people from the dead. His didn't own he raise wife twice. his own wife twice? Yeah, twice. Third time so, she told him don't ever, or second time she told him don't ever do it again. Right, right. So then <laughs> as the tour went on, this Catholic priest said to Smith, you would make a great Catholic, sir. You would make a great Catholic, right? Finally, they were in a cave, like a catacomb. And the man said it again. Sir, I'm just telling you, I just feel like you would make a great Catholic. Smith looked at him and he said, and you would make a great Christian. Bend down so God can save your soul. Woo. Now, listen to, what I, listen to what he's saying. I'm not saying the guy wasn't a Christian. I think Smith saw something about the flesh. Yeah. And the guy got saved on the spot. It wasn't about Catholic or Protestant. It was about, did revival just happen for that man? Yeah. Yeah. Why don't we put an emphasis on that? Yeah. How many times have you seen posted online where churches are getting people saved by the week? How come we don't talk about that? 18 people get saved. 18 people got revival. You see what I'm saying? Like, <clears throat> what is, I love that revival's happening amongst our youth. I do. But dude, there's revivals happening everywhere and we don't even talk about it. And I think that's the biggest problem of the church, right? That we need to start talking about the victories of the church. Uh, we, we talked about, we talked about uh, Yerington, Nevada, when we were up there, when the pastor stands up against the sheriffs and says, here's yeah. a con. Dude, that's a victory you didn't even hear about. And every time I tell that story since I've been there, every single time, dude, the you, you were there. We just did it yep. several days ago. Yep. The claps and the, the wows that happened, it's like, do you see what that did to their faith? 
Paul even said, my infirmities, my afflictions increased your faith and the gospel was even more preached. And do you notice when Paul talks about his struggles, he's not focusing on his struggles and his trials. He's focusing on how God yes. overcame yes. through the struggles. I think sometimes what happens is we get so enveloped in the struggles, even if they're in our past, that we forget to really focus on the testimonies of who God is and what he's done to overcome those things. Remember, scripture says from glory to glory, Bingo. right? On the word of our testimony, <clears throat> like all right. these different parts in the Bible that are talking about what? The testimony and glory of God. Come on now. His overcoming. And so what happens is we we look at life and we go, I oh, just, you know, I was totally going through this dead place and everything was going wrong and it was all just horrible and I just, I couldn't believe and I was so crushed. And the person's looking at you going, that sounds miserable. Is there any hope in that? Oh yeah, by the way, God saved me. No, it should be. Man, I was going through this time, but God did this and God did that and God moved yep. here and God moved there. And dude, through all of it, his whole message was through my weakness, who was glorified? Right. Christ. You know what I love? One That's of the, awesome. Just to go to an aside a little bit. One of my favorite stories in scripture is when Paul gets dragged out of the city and stoned and left for dead. And he gets back up. And he dusts himself off and he marches right back into the middle of that city. Dude, and like, come on. <laughs> it's like he, he did not sit there and go, I got stoned to death and I'm still here. It was like, nope, going right back in. Bro, look at Steven. Act seven. Dude, what a story. Glory of God Dude, in his dying says, Lord, moment. don't hold it to their charge, right? right? And as a, he's about to die, Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. He didn't go on Facebook if they had Facebook back in the day and start complaining about his persecution. <laughs> Sorry. He didn't, he didn't complain about how bad he was being treated. Right. He entreated his soul to God because he was not of this world. His head was in the heavens, bro. What does it say in Colossians? Set your affection on things above where Christ sits at the right hand of God, right? There. Set there. your affection above. And when you do that, we're not going to be so crazily nitpicked on how God's going to move here. He's already moving. You know what happens is when you repeat to yourself the testimonies of God, your faith increases. Think about that. Your faith increases when you repeat the testimonies and glories of God. Come on. Because David you, said that. If you never talk about it, you don't internalize it. Oh, yeah, That's God right. did that. Anyways, problem, 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 problem. All you'll think about are problems. But if you go, problem, God did this and did this and he did this and this is his glory. This is where he moved. This is what I saw. This is how Come he on. overcame. All of a sudden, you have faith because you're reminding yourself continually the faithfulness of God. I'll tell you, personal, and, and I said a little bit about this on, on Wednesday, I'm going through a lot. Massey's going through a lot. Yep. But man, God is putting together testimonies that I've I've Shoot, held dude. held personal because <laughs> I can't wait to show this the the process of all the testimonies God has given, right? And I'm watching it and my faith is increasing of there's still a lot left to be done, Lord, but man, you you showed me in a personal way faithfulness through these steps. I know you're going to make me you're going to make it so I can get through the rest. Bro. Dude, so 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 with that, if he's proven himself faithful, why can't we be? We don't understand. I don't get this plan, Lord. I don't sometimes. I don't get the afflictions. I don't get the struggle. But dude, the God of heaven is on my side. And if he is for us, who can be against? Like literally, that is not a cheesy saying. That is scripture, y'all. That's scripture, okay? That's not a cheesy saying to me, right? And I think... This is where I think study comes into play big time. This is why I talk about it. When we look at these revivals, right? They preach scripture. This was scripture based. Yes. It was all about what does the word say? What do we need to conform to? I think a lot of what's happening, and I'll use this on Sunday. I think a lot of what's happening is why people leave the faith and deconstruct and all these other things. Why there's so much anxiety. Why there's so much depression. Because you don't read his word and you don't follow his testimonies and rehearse the testimonies to yourself like David did. I firmly believe that. I think people walk away is because they don't understand the word of God for themselves. And like what keeps me holding on is that he said, not me. What keeps me holding on is he declared, not me. What keeps me holding on is 
He gave testimony and he did it once before. He can do it again. Not me. I didn't call me to this. He called. So if he called, it's his issue. It's his business. I'm walking through this the best way I know how. And am I failing? Sometimes. Sometimes I get struggle, like frustrated with the struggle. I do. Sometimes I get angry about like, Lord, come on. When does this thing break? And it's like, has the potter power over like the, the one who made him? You know, does, 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 does the clay have power over the potter to say, what, right. why did you make me like this? Read Romans 9 and 10. Do I have the authority to say to God, why did you make me like this? Why are you? No, I don't. I don't. Lord, I trust you. Right. And some of us don't trust because a lot of our problems are self-inflicted thinking that God did it. And we actually did it ourselves. But when you look at these revivals, I'm going back to revival here. The whole idea of revival was to awaken the spirit in dead places. That was the point. It wasn't saints waiting for revival. It was to awaken the conscience of dead places. The Northampton revivals yeah. with, with um, Edwards. Edwards, yeah. Whitfield's revivals. Wesley's revivals. Those guys were traveling like crazy, going into places, and the dead places came to life. It wasn't the saints waiting for a revival. They were already revived. That's what I'm trying to say. Dude, the dead places are the ones that need the revival. You already have your listen. If you're listening to this and you're in agreement with what we're saying, you're already revived. Now go find a dead guy to go revive him or a dead girl. Go find someone spiritually dead and revive that. Go out there and spread the gospel. Now, here, let's talk about this. One of the things they did here was the Great Commission. They went and preached the gospel to every creature, right? But that's not the Great Commission, it's more than that. Make disciples of all nations, teaching them all that I have commanded you to do. How many of us are willing to do that, to go witness and save souls, but then make disciples, take the time to walk hand in hand with these people and watch the spirit of God transform them. You being the light with, with, you know, with them walking this thing out because you walked it out too. Right? So it's like, go find a dead guy, go ask the Lord to revive the dead guy. That's revival. So let's go revive. I think that's such a great point. And that's that's something that seems to be the theme here for us is are you are you looking to the live churches and the ones that are moving heavily and saying that's where we need revival? Or is it the dead churches that are going dude, to be revived? Dude, <laughs> like I, I keep go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. I want to take it one step further. We're we're so focused on in revival in the church. What about revival in our homes? How many of us are, Bingo. are covering our, our wives, <clears throat> our husbands, our children, our friends, those loved ones around us with prayer, with love, with, with words of encouragement to help them along in their faith, yeah. with that discipleship <clears throat> that you were talking about? How many of us are actively doing that to those who are either spiritually newborns or are just so weary to yeah. the point where they feel like they are they are spiritually dry or spiritually mm -hmm. dead. Amen. 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 I love that, dude. Because it's like it's easy to correct the world. <laughs> we know what they're doing. Right, right. Right. But are we supposed to be correcting the world or correcting inside the church? The world's the world. They don't respect God. They don't care about God. They don't care about the word. That's why they're doing what they're doing. But the ones we have charge of, dude, I'm an overseer of people's souls, bro. Like, yeah, this is real, right? I remember one time I was asking the Lord, y'all, you're, you're going to think I'm crazy. And this ties in with revival. I was talking to the Lord about, Lord, why don't we have more increase in self-evident? Lord, what, you know, I want to see more souls saved. I want to do this, blah, blah, blah. Why is this happening? You know, you know what the Lord told me? I'll never forget it. He goes, I gave you three of them at home. Yeah. Start with them. Dude, that happened three years ago. I was just thinking, I gave you three of them. Your sons. Disciple the, them. The whole being faithful with a little. We've been, we've been given... Everything in our life, we've been given for a reason. We've been given it to be faithful with. And if we're not faithful with that, what, <laughs> what makes you think that you're going to be faithful with being responsible for an entire revival? Or not responsible, Oof. but being a part uh, of an entire I, dude, revival. Right. If you can't be faithful with little, right? Right. If you can't be faithful and dude, with your kids aren't little person in the faith. Amen. Focused on Christ. Good job. Dude. What makes you think like that. that you are going to be able to keep hundreds of people focused on Bro, Christ? Bro, and that's that's Nailed such, it. such a lesson in all areas of our lives. And I think we tend to believe that that area, 
doesn't count. That, oh, I don't have to be a good steward here. So the Lord's just going to move it forward. And we've got to remember that there are times and places where we've got to be introspective. We've got to look inside and go, okay, what area, Lord, am I not being a good steward and you're not allowing me to move forward because of this, right? It matters. It very much matters. And there's, there's something very basic about it that we overlook of are you being responsible with what God has given you in all areas of your life? Once you do that, then he will give you more. He will expand out. He's not going to give you a bunch right. and watch you fall flat on your face because you weren't ready for it. And he's the one who determines whether or not we're ready for it. Right. But, and you know. it'll, I love what Todd preached on Sunday because it, it, it went along oh. with, with uh, what I, w- I was in uh, Tennessee for that's why I was gone uh, Friday, Friday, Friday. Yeah, that's why I was gone Friday. And I was I was up there listening to a sermon in a church. I was also preaching about prayer. And even just the idea of how responsible are you with your own prayer life mm. with with how much you give praise and adoration through prayer, how much you confess and give thanksgiving <clears throat> to the Lord regularly i mean look at david dude dude david gave it regularly there are there's literally hundreds of books of psalms written by him and other psalmists of them saying this is extremely difficult lord but glory be to you or lord glory be to you for blessing me with this glory be to you so this is an issue that's come up a couple times right when it's like i've seen it now in the charismatic movement right to, to to pastor People that church hop, people that go from church to church to receive, right? Because you don't get it at one place, you go to church hop. It cool. wasn't what I was doing. I know. No, <laughs> bro, not even going there. Which, if you felt conviction, then maybe it was you. I'm serious. No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, no, listen. <clears throat> and and someone had asked me about, you know, hey, would you, you know, would you consider going to to the service? And I was like, look, man, I have a church that I belong to that I receive from there. Why do I keep going to other places when I need to sow back into this place in prayer? Yeah. Go to the prayer meetings, make sure I'm going there for intercession nights and all these other things. Like I have a responsibility to the body I'm a part of right now. I'm not saying other churches are bad. I'm not saying doing that every once in a while, but when's the last time, instead of saying, I need to go to these places to go get a word or to receive, right. That God wants to do a revival in you and you're supposed to invest and sow seed back into the place that feeds you. And if you want a word, here's my question. How many words have you spoken to other people? Oh, dude, dude, if you're if you feel like you're not receiving in the church you're in, how open are you to receiving and how much are you giving? And dude, like we all want good words, but are we willing to hear the corrective one? Right. The one that'll keep us on track so we don't need another word like obey the one you were given and he'll give you more. Yeah. I think sometimes we go church hopping to try to find a word for us. We haven't obeyed the first one. Like go obey that one first. Go obey that commandment first. Right. Let God speak to you through that. And then you're going to see the doors open up for you. Right. And I think that's what's happening with these uh, revivals. I think like when God descends himself and decides the spirit of God is going to move on this place. Right. It's a doorway for him for them to hear the word of God or to, to hear the voice of God. Do they know the word of God enough not to hear another voice? Right. Yeah. That's that's my question. It's always been my question. Are we teaching them doctrinally through the scriptures, like having them read it for themselves? Right where they can sit and plant themselves and knowing the word that's like, no, that voice is not from, because dude, Satan knew the word, right? Yo, he went right up against Christ, bro. And did it and quoted scripture, quoted scripture to him, dude. Right. To God himself. Try to to quote scripture, which then Christ responds back with the written word. Right. And then throws in his rhema too. Right. It is written. Why did Christ respond to Satan three separate times? It is written. For real. For real. Mike, you're not in his word. You're not going to be able to withstand that temptation. Yeah. Dude, he didn't say it is said. He said it's written. Jesus himself. Okay. There's a reason he did that. Because the words that he was preaching were not of him, he said. The words I speak are not of me. They're from my father. They're, they were God's words to him. Dude, this so, is crazy. So I've, I've pointed this out before, and I'm, I'm going to make a new attachment to it. But Christ is the only one 
out of out of major faith leaders or founders, however you want to title it, who went out into the wilderness and did not listen to the angel, right? Did not listen to that voice speaking on high, right? Yeah. Uh, going along with it. And what did Christ do? He's he's fasted for forty days. He's out in the wilderness, full of the Spirit. Yet what is his response when somebody comes and says, oh, well, you could do this. You should do the voice he was hearing was you could do this. He responded, it is written. Now, why is this so important? Because there will be times where you're like, Lord, is that you or not? You should immediately respond. It (laughs) is written. That's right. That is where your measurement comes. When we decide to get rid of Scripture and go, I'm just going this way, and I'm just going to follow the Holy Spirit, and how easy is it for Satan, who comes as an angel of light, to just slightly deviate you off the path? If the one who comes to God to tempt him comes to you to tempt you, you're not in the Word... (laughs) You'll stand a chance. What do you expect to happen? You would stand a chance. Um, so, so we went we went another direction on this, which is which great. we did. I which mean, it's great. It's, uh, it was tough. It, but, but <laughs> no. But, so listen, I, I'm not going to dwell on this. The, what's hard about because there's so much context with revival, dude. Yeah. Because people just throw revival out there. We need revival. Okay, but what is the context of that? What does that mean, right? What is revival? What does that look like? Why Why are we talking? Dude, listen, I'm all for a move of the Spirit, man. I love it when the Spirit of God moves. Dude, when it hits you in worship, boy, and you're just in, and you know, and you're in prayer, and you're in, and dude, when you're going out there and you're seeing God move miraculously on people's lives, dude, there's nothing like it. Y'all know it. You've yeah. experienced it. Absolutely. You've all experienced Absolutely. it. Absolutely. We've, we've all experienced it. I just what's what's scary is I don't want to place more of an importance on the effect of God instead of the Lord himself. I don't want to place more of an importance of the gifts instead of the giver of the gift. And I think that's what's so important. When we talk about these revivals, these were genuine souls who were repenting, who were blood bought children of God now, who left a legacy for us to walk in. Dude, these revivals were written about. I mean, I'm talking about written about. The sermons were written about. So like we're seeing uh, like, again, at Asbury and all these other things, man, praise God. Right. I just don't want to place a greater importance on the gift rather than the giver. That's me. And I I think your point that we could do a whole podcast on this alone. And and I apologize that we didn't get into the history of this stuff, but I think it was important what we talked about, but when, why do we even, why, why, why do we even bother? Why, why do why do we do this? Why do I get up early to finish typing but, this? But, Lily better find some good quotes out of it. We, yeah. we, we had some humdingers. Yeah, timestamps galore. Dude, I think I think what people are really I just after... The mic, guys. I'm so sorry. That was loud. <laughs> sorry about that. I think what people are really after isn't revival itself. I think it's the return to that first love that you had for Christ. Because all yeah. these people who are repenting, they're experiencing their first love for Christ. They're either re-experiencing that or experiencing it for the first time. And I think that's what a lot of people are wanting, but that's what they see revival as. They don't right. see revival as, re- they don't see it as returning to your first love for Christ. And I think one of Good the word. things, one of the things that we didn't get to cover in depth that we, I wish we could have is Massey, you said, what are we doing to disciple after that yeah, initial revival yeah, wave. Yeah. And that's that's so vital, so important, is how do you disciple those people once they've come in and they've felt the touch of the Holy Spirit, they're moving, they're, they're energized, they're alive again. Are we discipling those people? Or are we looking at it going, okay, cool, you're revived, bye. Yeah, you no, know? man. And it, it <clears throat> takes personal discipleship, one-on-one relationship. How many of us are truly discipling other people and bringing them along and growing them up in the faith? Bingo. And one of the reasons we do what we do is to disciple and and give you guys resources so you can go out and disciple. Bingo. 
And my prayer is it, we're told to pray for laborers. Yeah, not to pray we're, for the harvest. Not it's for ready. the harvest. The harvest is ready. The laborers are few. That's right. And so our prayers need to be, Lord, send more laborers. Raise up more laborers. Maybe send us, us out, right? And maybe it's you. Um, you got anything to no, square I, her I, away? I, I think you hit it. I think you hit every cylinder. And I think what, that's what's so important is, like, dude, we're all for this, man. Like, for real. Dude, can you imagine being a part of those revivals? Oh, my it's gosh. Great, man seriously dude like and i couldn't make it up there you know and several of my friends did they were able to go up and see you know a lot of people question if it's real it's like that's not up to you to decide right that's so like, stupid like let's all make a judgment on whether it's god or not right 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 or or, or or let's put our hand on it and try to explain to people yeah. see this is what's really happening you you don't know you ain't there just quiet you know what i mean and then too to hear the president of the was he the president or the dean or something he said, uh, you know, we don't want to call this a revival just yet. We'll call it an awakening. We'll know by the effects of it if it was a revival. Which, what a wise statement. Very wise. Very, very wise. I don't really know the difference of the two, but, like, I, I get what he's saying. You know, like, he made a distinction. It was great. I just think, hey, let's revive us. Right? You're saying go back to your first life. That's what people need. Dude, you can do that in your closet. Yeah. <laughs> you can do that. You can do that right now. Go back to your first love and start that journey again. Like, Lord... Bring me back to, to, to when it was just you and me. And one thing I'll you point know? out, uh, especially for the Great Awakening, the first one, this was like really kind of started to get started in the 1720s, went through the uh, 1740s, I believe I got on my sheet. But one of the things that you noticed right before that, leading up to that, was it was very, faith tended to be very impersonal. It was basically if you had membership of the church, ah, well, you're saved. You remember, yeah. you're, you're probably saved. And there was a lot more just, I hate that this term gets thrown around all the time in Christian circles, but a lot more religion and less relationship right, or right, whatever right. you want to say. And the revival was a revival of personal, individual encounter with the Lord and growth of that relationship and intimacy. <clears throat> and if we look at how God wants us to return to him, why? For relationship for intimacy when christ points to the false prophets what does he say to them in the last days he says away from me i never knew you that word no that word no is intimacy it's it's union right so what does god want what is his goal with us union intimacy knowledge relationship not not ritual Amen. not following the formula perfectly it's hey how close and connected and in love are we? Are we are we abiding in each other? Just as I am as one in you, Father, they're one. I'm in abiding, me, dude. Right? I need your sap, Lord. I can't produce the sap. I can't produce the water. You do. So, like, I'm abiding in you, and I'm trusting that you're going to get me all the revelation I need to do this thing. And that's revival. You know? That's revival of recognizing, Lord, I can't do this. I need you. I can't do it with my works. I can't do it with my ties. I can't do it with my, my speaking a word over a person. I need you. And when you keep that relationship, that, in, <clears throat> that intimacy in focus, number one priority, you return to your first love, the fruit gets produced Truth. by the Holy Spirit. You don't have to worry about that stuff because God's the one who will fulfill that through you. So there's my message. I think that was it. Let us pray for one another because we all want to be in revival. We all love that. We, we want that. Lord, revive my soul. Revive my heart, Father. Revive my spirit right. to, 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 to hunger and thirst for righteousness more than what I do now. That my word time isn't hit or miss. It's actually dedicated. It's discipled. It's disciplined to the things of God. And it's walking those things out. So, so Lord, I'm asking all of us that are watching that, Lord, they would submit to the prayers of, Lord, like what David said, try my thoughts, know me, open yes, up my Lord. heart, Father, search my ways. See if there's any wicked way within me, Lord, and let's get rid of that junk so that we can walk in holiness with you. Lord, I, I thank you that everything we do is intentional, like that, that when we pray, when we read, when we seek, when we fast, it's intentional. When we speak to people, it's intentional. I'm not saying we won't have fun and you, know, you just want to cut up and do things like that. That's fun. Those are good things. But Lord, I pray that we would learn to weave the gospel and that it becomes like air breathing to us, that we at every any point can deliver the gospel or pray for someone or show the power of God. Lord, that we would walk in your ways, Lord, 
that you would put a hunger and thirst in our hearts, that you would put salt on our tongue to want more of you. As a deer panteth after water, so our soul pants after you, the Bible says. I thank you, Lord. David was right about that. Your word did I hide in my heart, so I would not sin against you. That your word is a lamp unto our feet, a lamp to our path. That, Lord, when revival happens, and it, oh, it is now. In our, I'll just say it. Our church, I, I think it happens every week. Absolutely. There's always something going on yeah. at the church. Dude, everywhere I've been, it's like, dude, God is moving, dude. This is revival. It's happening in Jesus' name. Amen. And that, guys, I love what the Lord's doing right now. Like, I'm excited. It's, it's so cool to watch. And I don't, I don't need to worry about all of the little things that are going on that might not be of the Lord. It's like, man, God, you're awesome. It's cool to watch you. I'm having fun, Lord. And somebody else actually said to me, what I've said to people is, I've never had so much fun. And that's, I think that is part of what's going on in the body today. That's Pastor Todd. Now, there was, there was somebody else who told me. They were oh. like, I've never had so much fun in my life. I don't remember who it was, but just this season for them. And it's like, I'm having fun too. So I um, love you. We love you. And, and we want to say thank you so much to each and every one of you. And I do not, let's go ahead and post up the, the link, the QR code, because I want you guys to prayerfully consider being a torchbearer. We have a mission. You've just seen a bit of our mission. Join us. Be a part of us. Come along for the ride. We'll keep you guys updated. Hats, hats galore. I had my fingers like this. I'm like, no, I wasn't flicking anyone off. I'm sorry. <laughs> just bad, bad finger placement. Join, okay? Join, become a torchbearer. Even if it's 10 bucks a month, man, you are helping further the mission. We want to take territory have, for the Lord. We have some good things happening. We can't tell you just yet because we haven't signed anything on ink, uh, but it's going awesome. God is moving. We're so excited for it. Uh, please join us on this journey. Thank you so much. Uh, um, Guys, seriously, thank you for everything. Thank you for all your support. And those of you, you know who you are, who support us. We're so grateful for you. Um, and we know your prayers are being felt by us. Amen. Uh, and, and Carrie as well. Thanks all of you who have been praying. Um, she had, again, she had her uh, colostomy bag reversed. Uh, everything's back to the way it should be. And it was, just a, it was just a procedure. It was a lot of procedure. But God, you know, we're walking through it. And God is good. So we love you guys. We will see you on Monday. All right. Love you guys.